Hello and welcome to another MLEX podcast. I'm Mike Swift, MLEX's Chief Correspondent for Digital Risk here in San Francisco, California. And here's a question for you. What makes you love your iPhone? Is it the fact that you can shoot cute cat videos with it, or use it as a flashlight, or text your friends? Or is it the fact that anytime, any place, you can get on the internet to check your bank balance or post that cat video to Instagram? That question, the value of connectivity, is at the heart of the mushrooming antitrust dispute between Apple and Qualcomm. That battle between two California technology companies will likely cost hundreds of millions of dollars in legal fees and will largely play out in the federal courts here in California. Here today to discuss the future of that emerging dispute is Josh Sisko, MLEX's senior antitrust correspondent here in San Francisco. Welcome, Josh. Hey, Mike. So Qualcomm is not the household name that Apple is. Maybe we could start by you could tell us a little bit about what Qualcomm actually does. Sure. So Qualcomm is a technology company that allows for high-speed wireless connectivity. They make the wireless chips that are found in devices such as smartphones and tablets, and they also own quite a few patents that cover that technology. So they have two business groups. They have they make and sell the wireless chips, and they license their patents. And the bulk of their revenue actually comes from selling the chips, but the bulk of their profit comes from their licensing business. So why is Qualcomm at the center of so much controversy, uh, both here in the United States and also in other countries? So that centers around how Qualcomm licenses its patents. A typical patent is a legal monopoly. It gives the owner market power in the market for that technology and the company is able to license that patent at whatever royalty it sees fit. It gives it a right to exclude its competitors. So uh, you're talking about patents, but this is an antitrust dispute. Could you sort of walk us through uh, why that is? The case largely revolves around the intersection between antitrust law, which is meant to prevent monopoly power and collusion and dominance by the top competitors in a market, and intellectual property law, which gives the owner of a patent the right to exclude its competitors. So the controversy here centers around whether Qualcomm is abusing its dominance in the market for the technology that its patents cover. And because its patents cover technology that is used in standards that is employed by companies that make the devices, it has slightly different licensing obligations. Uh, It's known as fair, reasonable, and non-discriminatory licensing. And essentially, that's a fancy way to say that Qualcomm must license its patents fairly to anyone who wants a license. Apple brought this lawsuit in the Southern District of California in San Diego um, close to the beginning of this year, and we're now approaching uh, the first real substantive hearings in that case. Uh, Tell us a bit more about that and what will be at stake in those upcoming hearings. So once Apple sued Qualcomm back in January of this year, one of the first things it started, it did, was it stopped paying Qualcomm 
any and all licensing fees. So it sees Qualcomm's licensing fees as anti-competitive and suing over them to to get a lower price and to change how Qualcomm licenses its patents. So the company decided that until the litigation is resolved and a fair licensing rate is determined, that it's not going to pay anything because right now it believes it's paying too much and it doesn't want to overpay until the process is resolved. So Qualcomm, one of their first steps in court is going to be to get get the judge to force Apple to pay what it owes under the current patent contracts pending the outcome of the litigation. So Apple just announced yet another blockbuster quarter exceeding expectations. It's the world's most valuable company. What does Apple really hope to get out of this litigation? So Apple essentially wants to pay Qualcomm less money. It views Qualcomm's technology as vital to a certain functions of the iPhone, the ability to connect to the internet at high speeds. But it doesn't see Qualcomm's technology as covering other functions of the phone, such as the fancy screens, the camera, the ability to use the apps and to watch video and to send pictures. And so Qualcomm says that its patents, its technology, makes all of that possible, and that is why Apple needs to pay the licensing fees that Qualcomm demands. But Apple wants a judge to say, A, that the licensing fees that Qualcomm is trying to charge Apple are too high, and that also that Qualcomm's broader licensing practices of charging royalties based on the price of the phone rather than the price of the chip are illegal. And Qualcomm is the defendant here, so obviously they are uh, vigorously uh, opposing Apple's allegations. But um, how would Qualcomm like to see this resolved? What, are they, what is their goal besides defeating Apple's allegations? So Qualcomm thinks that they have put in tons of money into this, into developing their technology. They've spent years of R&D hundreds of millions of dollars in developing this technology and they just want to receive fair market compensation for their for their innovations they think that the technology that they provide does cover the entirety of the phone they say that without their high-speed connectivity you wouldn't be able to download those large cat video files very quickly and send a, a text message with the video to your friend. You wouldn't be able to use the apps that require lots of internet bandwidth. You wouldn't be able to take large photos and send those to your friends. So you, their technology isn't just what connects to the internet. It enables, the, it enables all of the functions on an iPhone. And so they think that their licensing model is fair, that they want royalty rates based on the full value of the phone. And since they feel that their technology powers the entire phone, they want a court to sign off on that and say that, yes, what you are looking for is simply the fair market rate for what you provide. So technically, uh, it's a separate litigation than the one we've been talking about, but there's another very important player here, and that's the United States Federal Trade Commission. Um, How are they involved and, and what are they saying? So the Federal Trade Commission sued Qualcomm three days before Apple sued Qualcomm, alleging largely the same allegations. And in fact, Apple factored heavily into the FTC's lawsuit. The FTC thinks that Qualcomm's licensing practices are anti-competitive, that they, because they own patents that on the standards used by a wide variety of companies, that gives them more market power than a typical patent. 
and so they need to license their patents fairly and the FTC believes that they are doing that, that they are saying we have this market power and we're going to get as high of a royalty rate as we possibly can, which you typically can do with a normal patent, but because these patents have this FRAND, this fairness obligation attached to them that Qualcomm, according to the FTC, can't do that. And so the FTC is suing to get an injunction that prohibits Qualcomm's anti-competitive licensing practices. But there's a wrinkle here, right? Because there's a conflict within the FTC about this litigation. Yes. So one of the FTC's commissioners, acting chairman Maureen Olhausen, didn't want to file the lawsuit against Qualcomm. And so when the agency filed the lawsuit, acting chairman Olhausen issued a dissent that said the lawsuit was based on faulty economics and a faulty legal theory, and it should have never been brought. So there is some fluctuation right now with the leadership of the FTC, but Olhausen has said that she would try to have this lawsuit rescinded. So there is a little bit of uncertainty around whether the case will actually go forward uh, once the leadership at the FTC is sorted out. So uh, we've got a, a lot of lawyers involved. We've got, uh, uh, we're approaching battle here in, in several courtrooms in California. Is there still hope that uh, Apple and Qualcomm could come to a negotiated settlement? Well, big high stakes commercial litigation typically does settle. It often takes some time while the parties position themselves in court uh, to try to get the upper hand in settlement negotiations. He heads of both companies have come out and said that a settlement is the preferred option. Uh, last month, Qualcomm CEO Steve Molenkopf at a, com at a technology conference in Colorado said this type of litigation usually ends up settling and this specific case involving Apple is, is no different. Apple CEO Tim Cook has said repeatedly how much he hates litigation how he views it as a last resort, and how Apple felt they had no other option in this, in this circumstance. So it may ultimately settle. But the rhetoric coming from both sides has been pretty vitriolic over the last number of months. Apple is accusing Qualcomm of essentially being an extortionist, that they are, that they own the market for the tech, that they've agreed to adopt this technology in exchange for fair licensing rates, and Qualcomm is not living up to their end of the deal. Qualcomm, though, sees, thinks that Apple is effectively stealing from them. They, they say that what Apple is doing is no different than walking into an Apple store and stealing an iPhone. So a settlement anytime soon is unlikely, although just the sheer amount of money and time that goes into a, a litigation like this uh, usually will result in settlement at some point. So Josh, thanks for that uh, really interesting analysis and for that view forward. Again, that's Josh Sisko, MLEX's senior antitrust correspondent. He's based here in San Francisco. As the Apple Qualcomm dispute plays out, Josh and other MLEX specialized correspondents will continue to cover the litigation, both from San Diego and here in Silicon Valley. If you'd like to read more of our coverage of the Apple Qualcomm dispute, head to our website, MLEX marketinsight.com. Click on Insight Center and then click on Editor's Picks. Make sure to come back often for future MLEX podcasts from Europe, Asia, and the Americas on regulatory and litigation issues around antitrust, trade, 
Privacy and Data Security and Corruption. You can access our podcast from our website or subscribe through the SoundCloud app for iPhone or Android devices. I'm Mike Swift, MLEX's Chief Global Digital Risk Correspondent. Bye for now from San Francisco.